What's up, guys? This is Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Make sure to check out the latest addition to the Ringer lineup, Music Exists. Each week, Chris Ryan and Chuck Klosterman ask and answer questions about their love of music while exploring the role of concerts, locations, fandom, criticism, genre, lyrics, and much, much more. You can listen to new episodes of Music Exists and follow along every week for free on Spotify. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm great. It's lovely to see your face via Zoom, which is our Likewise. preferred technology for yeah. uh, for podcasting. Zoom has been a great resource for us. Thank you, Zoom. And I think many people <laughs> feel the same way. Amanda, how many like friend Zooms did you have over the weekend? I had a few, which was nice. I had a. I did my first birthday party for my friend Katie. Happy birthday, Katie! Um, Katie was supposed to go to Miami for her birthday. She had a trip planned and, and she did not do that because she is taking the guidelines seriously. And so her wife, Becky, did a whole um, Zoom Miami birthday experience. And there was like a um, sandbox castle and she had inflatable palm trees in the room. And so then I wore my best Miami outfit, which was wow. the first time that I had gotten dressed in three weeks. And I should clarify by Miami outfit, I meant a um, a matching top and pant like palm tree print set I wasn't wearing like a bandage dress I was wearing like a golden girls outfit I think I saw that on your Instagram and I really liked the outfit yes thank you so much I am I've owned it for almost a decade it was like somehow I bought it before I lived in California and I was like I want some of this desert life and I would say I wear it on average once every five years but I got dressed I went to a zoom birthday party which was really just an, a series of conference calls, but that's fine. Great. Great stuff. How many did you do? Um, I did, I think I mentioned this last week, my friend Caitlin, I did hers. And then my friend Rembert also had a birthday and he had a, a Zoom as well. Happy and birthday, Rembert. Yeah. And um, I wore my best sweatshirt for Rembert's. And I actually want to say that I'm wearing jeans today. I went for a walk this morning and um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on jeans today just to make sure they still fit. And they do. And um, I feel very professional. I'm wearing, I'm wearing what I would wear to the office, a sweater and jeans. So you're you're wearing jewelry and yeah. <laughs> you are wearing either. I mean, I think your skin looks beautiful. I don't Thanks. know whether you're wearing makeup or whether it's the Zoom no film character. Don't, Does don't everybody go too far. <laughs> I'm definitely not wearing makeup. Does everyone know about the Zoom softener, like the filter that you can put on yes. the Zoom? You go to video settings. It's just like a light brush up. It's not like the weird thing with Instagram where they suddenly put fake eyelashes on you. Again, something I discovered this weekend. I had some time. Um, but, you know, just a pro tip from us here at Jam Session. Yeah, just turn on that filter. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then actually one of my college roommates told me about that. You know, just a lot of Zoom. So thank you, Zoom, for keeping us connected. It's like insane how much I crave interacting with humans, given how much I often do not want to interact with humans. So <laughs> I... I agree. I both really crave it. And also, I think I was talking about this last week, uh, have found parts of it. I don't want to say there, there is like, it's a lot of different types of communication. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting. We have certain social expectations that have faded away. And I, as an introvert confess to finding like a certain relief in some of them, just because I, I didn't realize how stressed I was just like interacting with people every day. I don't know why we're just sharing, but whatever. Yeah, why um, not? 
but apparently that is a part of my DNA, which is, I guess, something that's good to learn about people. Um, but also, I really actually do miss seeing people all of the time. I do feel like socialization is a skill. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I said hi to a police officer on the street today and found it to be like incredibly moving. So, <laughs> all right, let's talk about celebs. Thank you to the celebrities for still doing stuff. Um, a lot of stuff. Let's start with Drake. Drake, like us, is just sharing. And he posted a lot of photos of his son, who we famously did not know about until Pusha T brought it to everyone's attention, which is hard to believe was about two years ago, I believe. And I, I mean, I guess that's true because Adonis appears to be Jewish now. Yeah. And wow. Adonis is really, really cute. Wow, is he cute? That was he's my main adorable. Takeaway. Yeah, I think he's adorable. Great head of hair on this young gentleman. They also seem to have done like the Drake really rich celebrity version of like glamour shots with Mm -hmm. the family, which is great. You want to do that to commemorate things. There is some sort of backdrop here. Maybe it's just a filter. Again, as I mentioned, I'm just learning about all you can do on Instagram and Zoom with filters, but they definitely have had some portraiture. Uh, Definitely. he's, He's really extremely cute. And also the photos are accompanied by a long post from Drake. That's a little bit about, you know, trusting in your light or whatever and focus on the positivity, which, which for the most part, it's certainly what we're trying to do here on jam session, right? Is, sure. um, is find moments of, of respite, but it, you know, it's long anyway, at the very end from Drake, I love and miss my beautiful family and friends. And I can't wait for the joyful day when we are all able to reunite. Which that's 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 great. That is constructive feelings from Drake for once. Who do you think Drake is quarantining with, by the way? Like, I mean, is he I with, don't that I don't want to know the answer to, to be quite is honest. Is he with 40? Like who is he with? Is he with like his friends? Is he with just like a woman? Is he like what's Drake up to? You know, he's not he's not with his family. Well, we've often talked about the fact that celebrities just have a ton of people around them yeah. at all times in a way that is mind boggling to me for reasons already discussed on this podcast. But I do think it's probably a little bit at some point they started taking it seriously. And so it was kind of whoever in the entourage was with him at the time is probably who he's now quarantining with. At least right. I hope. I think that would be for, for be some reference. That would be responsible for some reference. Martha Stewart, very active on her Instagram right now. And she is on her farm in, I actually don't know whether it's Connecticut or upstate New York. I believe it's I Connecticut. It's New York. Oh, oh. It's, yeah. Okay. I, I instinctively, I said Connecticut too. And then I was like, no, I really thought Martha was a Bedford sort of girl. Anyway, she's on her farm and she is updating on the various farm workers who have, who have been working and they've been social distancing. And then at some point she started updating on how um, her driver is now uh, part of the extended farm compound family. And I believe that's because they'd been working together and then he's part of the experience. And I think he was doing the push up challenge or something. Oh my God. So again, it's like, it's kind of, my guess would be whoever was a part of Drake's daily entourage at the moment of, of social distancing, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we don't know, but it was just, I, I also, I liked how he shared pictures of his parents, which I felt like him with his dad, him with his mom, I felt like was a very pointed way of like showing that he can have a good relationship with his son's mother without having to be with her. And I felt like he was just trying to like 
paint a picture of co-parenting, which I don't know if it's true or not, but he was trying to suggest that's kind of what's happening. <laughs> sure. As the as the child of divorced parents, that's just some real, some divorced or, you know, split up parents in your feelings shit, which Drake is quite literally the in my feelings guy. So I get it. But I do recognize that from being home alone, looking at your photos for a long time. Oh, no. And just and just sharing. That's okay. Everyone is learning about themselves right now. And we Drake really are. And did on a spirit of community and family and hope. So I think that's as that's as much as you can ask for right now, right? Sure. I mean, as as far as celebrity stuff goes, this is pretty good. Number one, information, adorable photos of a child who has certainly been uh the in the public interest for a long time. So kind of news, something for us to talk about. Also a positive message and by all evidence, respecting guidelines and taking social distancing seriously. That's kind of the most you can ask for from a celebrity right now. I think that's right. And actually that's a good, that's like, that's a good point. Like, what do you want from a celebrity right now? And I think it's like, if you have the platform that Drake does, you want them to set a good example. You'd like for them to be confessional like to it to an extent we don't want to go too far i i was recently having a conversation with a friend just about how i still can't support like the confessional personal essay i'm just like let's not go that far but let's learn some things and Mm -hmm. um something a little hopeful and i think you're right drake hit all of those so drake good job as per usual he's just nailing social media yes he really has just a tremendous instinct for this stuff he really does i I salute him i hope he and his family and the various people that he may or may not be social distancing with are safe and well. Let's hit the flip side of this coin. It's a person who does not know how to master social media and now is off Instagram. Our jam session, longtime interest, Mr. David Geffen. Yeah, this is like he I mean, he sailed too close to the sun. And <laughs> on the on the one hand, it is it's tremendous content. It is like the crystal clear example of how not to do any of this, except I guess for social distancing, which if you have a yacht at your disposal, sure, I guess why not? And then, you know, my main concern is that now he's off Instagram and we just won't have any more access to David Geffen Rising Sun Instagram, which is a is probably like the eight millionth concern right now on a global scale, maybe even like billionth concern. But still something I thought about, but I guess we should, we should just share. Do you have, since he deleted the post, I don't have it. I do. Anymore. Do you have it? Yes, okay. I sure Go. do. Um, so <laughs> David Geffen posted, um, a picture, not from the yacht, but of the yacht with like a beautiful sunset in the background, which, um, suggests to me that he has a drone that took this picture. Um, also my first thought. Yes. <laughs> And the caption was sunset last night, isolated in the Grenadines, avoiding the virus. I hope everyone is staying safe. And then the internet went wild. In particular, the account NYC Southpaw drew to everyone's attention this and some of his other previous yacht photos. I just want to note, I don't want to defend David Geffen, certainly not the day after I defended Carol Baskin on Bachelor Party, but I just want to note He's been on his yacht a really long time. He's been on his yacht, like sailing around in the Caribbean since the beginning of February. So he is not like one of these people who just like found out about the virus and flew to his yacht. Like he's just been doing his rich guy thing for a little while, at least based on his Instagram. Cause like I'm, you can't go back and look at it anymore, but based on February 8th, 
he uh, was on, he was like posting yacht pics. So while this was still extremely tone deaf, I just want to note that given the information I have and the evidence I have, I don't think he recently made his way to the Grenadines, to Grenadines, which is where he, what was the geotag on this one? Where are the Grenadines? Um, I think they're like near Seychelles. I think it's in the Indian Ocean, but you know what, Amanda? Okay. I'm going to look it up as we chat. Great question. Let's, let's find out. We can, you know, we can all learn something during social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, there are a few offenses here. Number one is tone deafness. This is just kind of a, um, a, a know where you are and who you are and how it's going to play situation that, and I can't say that David Geffen has always been the most like socially intuitive person, like rising sun Instagram has been a great boon to this podcast, but <laughs> it's always been like, we both would love to be on rising sun and are also like, this is ridiculous. There has been an element of these people aren't really um, in on the joke to it, at least in my opinion, but it was kind of like harmless. And now it's a little less harmless. I know all, a lot of the stuff that we had fun with of like, Oh, these people flying all over the world and oh they're just on their yacht just doing their thing whatever whatever just like doesn't feel funny or like whimsical in any way anymore and also right. I think particularly right now because everyone is like homebound you're just like fuck you for just like still going about your travels like that's just not what we're supposed to be doing right now um just right. update grenadines in the Caribbean it's it's close okay. to like St. Lucia Dominica Barbados etc I guess it is the winter season. So yeah, that makes sense. Which, which also gives even more credence to him having been on the yacht for a long time. Cause like, you know, that the Caribbean is where the yachts go in, in, uh, in the winter. Right. Um, you know, I, the Instagram has been deleted because apparently it caught up to him that this was not the move. I hope that everyone who works on the yacht is safe and that David Geffen is being a responsible employer and, I, I guess classic wish him well situation and probably will never get another picture of rising sun, which, you know, given the climate in so many different ways is right. It was time for it to end, I guess. You're right. You're right. David Geffen, we wish you well. Onward. Yeah. Um, this is a good segue into other people of similar ilk, which is Megan and Harry, <laughs> who <laughs> who are no longer um Using the Sussex Royal brands, they posted yesterday, their last day as senior royals, that they were leaving behind at Sussex Royal on Instagram and SussexRoyal.com, which very famously was a huge part of their rebrand. And in the days over the weekend, Rebecca English, who we've um, referenced several times on this pod, had a column in the Daily Mail where she's a uh, editor and writes frequently, has has covered Harry for a very long time revealed that the big news coming out of her column, which I want to discuss in general, is that he broke up with the firm. He told his father and grandmother, the Prince of Wales and the Queen of the United Kingdom, that he is done with them via email, which is kind mm-hmm. of like the royal um, version of Burger leaving the post-it. Sorry, I can't. So yeah, <laughs> this is really true. I was thinking a lot about is like email is only the bearer of bad news at this point. Do you ever get an email and you're like, oh, great, I'm going to open this email and my life is going to change in a positive way? No. I mean, even like this morning, my mom texted me like, call when you can. And I was like, holy shit, what's wrong? Like, I just was like, right. And everything's fine. But like, I just. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. But it's just like, no, I'm not like, oh, great. I've gotten an email. I'm so excited to read this good news. Yeah. Text is conversational. Text is kind of like of the moment. And mm-hmm. email is just like someone just wanted to send a bomb in, into your life. and. 
It's, ugh. Yeah. So what would have been the good way for him to do this, though? Apparently it was early January, so they had just gotten back from Canada. What would have been the good way to schedule a proper meeting? Like, what do you think? Well, I think the email is just another bit of evidence of they just decided to bounce. And they were like, we're going to do this. We can't take it anymore. And I think that's both understandable. Obviously, like it's a, a weird way to live, a lot of intense pressure from them. And also that they were very much wanting to do it on, on their terms. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Instead of just like an email and then a press release a day later, you actually, you know, sit down with the family, talk out how it's going to work. Everyone can be in a united front. I think that's probably the better way to preserve at least the family aspects of it and possibly ease some of the um, the, the public attention or at, at least the public reception. But on the flip side, I think it's become pretty clear that they just didn't feel like they had any say in how their life worked out. I mean, one another bit of that Rebecca English column was that uh, apparently Meghan got in trouble because the queen wanted to wear a hat to a meeting, which means that Meghan was also supposed to wear a hat to a meeting and Meghan didn't want to wear a hat. And that was like apparently a great affront yeah, on the scale of error. like the, you know, like the assassination of the Archduke. And it's like, ma'am, it's a hat. Like we got to, it is, it is 2020 and there are real problems in the world and we just can't yeah. be fighting about hats. Like that, that's actually silly town ridiculousness. And that, the way of royal life encompasses a lot of those things that any normal thinking person like Meghan Markle would be like, what the hell's wrong with you? I no, thank you. So it's, you know, I think like everything, it's somewhere in between, but just an, an email. I don't know. An email to your like 94 year old grandma. Someone probably had to read that to her. I don't feel like the queen is checking her email very frequently. One thing that stood out to me from the whole piece was I do think Rebecca English took great pain to try to represent both sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. However, I still just feel like there's so much like anger and disdain for Megan and Harry that even in her, she, she made it very clear that Harry completely was complicit, if not a driving force behind wanting to leave the family. But the way that which it was conducted was very much Megan's sort of MO. And I just feel like, and, and I appreciated that insight. And I do think that she tried her hardest to represent both sides of it. And she did it. And, you know, there was a lot of like also original reporting in it, which has not come out in a little while. But even so, it just is so resentful of Meghan and Harry. I just like couldn't get over it. It's just like, I, I guess she's been covering Harry a long time. So it is personal. And, you know, this is really a podcast for a different time. But the professional is personal. You know, there's there's not mm-hmm. really a, a split when you really care about your job. And so... <laughs> I just felt there was still such a personal element to how she wrote that. It was kind of, it was really noteworthy to me. Yeah. I think everyone who is invested in any of this feels slightly jilted and certainly people who have been covering Harry for a long time and people who have invested their entire careers in covering this stuff. I mean, part of it is just like without Harry and Meghan participating, they're professionally going to take a hit and and people are responding to that. And then also, yeah, sure. They felt a little, a little jilted. It is interesting that some more news that came out this week is that Harry and Meghan are officially living in Los Angeles, which I think you predicted uh, four minutes after the <laughs> the site went up being like, we will no longer be senior members of the royal family. And uh, later this week on Disney Plus, 
a movie about elephants narrated by Megan Duchess of Sussex will be released and I will be signing up to Disney plus in order to watch that. You can use my password. Although Disney needs your subscription. Well, everyone needs my subscription right now. Um, so they're definitely in their Hollywood vibe right now, which again, not their fault on the timing. And I think all of their social media stuff has been respectful and information forward about COVID-19 and social distancing. And even their like goodbye to Sussex Royal post was like, there are more important things going on right now. So we'll see you in a bit, be safe. Like we appreciate you, but it's like not great timing for them to suddenly just be in literal la la land plotting their kind of unformed Oprah-esque media empire while Harry's father, Prince Charles, tests positive for COVID-19 or for the coronavirus and the, and you know, and there are concerns about everything going on in the UK. So I don't know. The optics are both really unfair to them. For example, like the Daily Mail has a piece right now that's just talking about how all of the critics are uh, bashing Megan's narration in the elephant thing. Okay, number Not one. Necessary. But also they're not like I read some of the reviews. They're just like they just said Meghan Markle 45 times for SEO purposes because they knew that would get me to click on it. But like no one no one cares. I mean, it's a Disney movie where they like ascribe feelings to elephants. What else? What are we doing here? Um, So it's it continues to be unjust and they're targeted. And I think also it's just they don't they don't matter right now. And I'll give them a little bit of credit for kind of knowing that and. And at least in the public facing posts, kind of being like, not right now. We'll we'll see you guys. It's going to be interesting to see what they do behind the scenes. I still kind of feel like they're leaking stuff. Probably. Well, yeah. What about in on back to back days? I think Trump referenced Meghan and Harry and then on the next day uh, referenced The Bachelor. So I was just like, do, do I have the same interest in Donald Trump? Do I need to reevaluate everything? But um, yeah, <laughs> that was like almost that was I mean, I. I'm sorry I even brought it up, but you know, it's relevant. Yeah. That was just like, I don't know. I just like, is this, it is this what we're doing? We're just talking about their security. No one cares right now. Yeah. The two things I would say is that they responded immediately being like, we had no intention of asking the U S for, uh, to fund our security, which great. And number two, you know, in these times, please continue to get your news from trusted news sources and also cdc.gov. That's it. That's what I got. <laughs> um, coronavirus just sped up their timeline there as we've discussed and thank you for the credit they were always bound for LA it was so obvious just happened sooner probably and who doesn't want to be near their mom right now like if you're Meghan Markle why wouldn't you want to be closer to your mother I, I mean yeah if you could be in Canada right. or LA which why don't you eliminate the plane travel and just like move to her street which they I bet I'm sure they live nearby so whatever yeah, I agree um I hope they're safe I hope they're well um I'm I am curious to see what happens to them. I'm curious to see where they're cited in Los Angeles. I mean, I don't think that they will be cited anywhere for a while because everyone is taking social distancing very seriously, especially the city of Los Angeles and everyone should stay safe, but uh, it, it'll be, it, it'll be interesting to watch uh, for now. You know, I guess I, this ends a chapter, I suppose. It does. It does. Yeah. Okay. All right. Megan and Harry, we'll see you around LA. Hopefully one day when we can all leave the house again. Um, next pop star benefit concert on Sunday night. I presume we mm-hmm. didn't watch Amanda. 
No, I didn't. I honestly didn't even, I, I had read something about it, but I was trying to step away from my, my phone a bit this weekend. So I forgot that it was on until honestly you were tweeting, like you were Instagramming a lot about the Backstreet Boys. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, at, at first, honest to God, honest to God, I thought that you were just like on one of your great YouTube journeys and just Instagramming about them a lot. And I was like, that's great because Juliet loves the Backstreet Boys and we should all find things that bring us joy and then share them with others. God knows we need the content. And then a lot of people were tweeting about Mariah Carey. Yes. I guess I didn't totally quit social media, evidently. And then I put it together that this happened. Well... The Backstreet Boys were great. Uh, I think we should talk about Mariah Carey. Much more interesting. The Backstreet Boys were great. I Want It That Way is like my second favorite pop song of all time. I, I did watch the video after the fact. I want to say that Kevin has the best visual sense in terms of staging the... Kevin, the, you yes. Know, He's the best he Backstreet Boys. in the man. living room. He had yes. the uh, he had the kids, which was very cute. I appreciated that, you know, Nick was by the pool. Again, Nick is my favorite uh, Backstreet Boy or I love was him historically, as well. and he was by the pool where I would also want to be. I, you know, it was very charming. It was very charming. It was cool seeing all their homes. It was like very on brand for all of them. Um, mm-hmm. It was very sweet. I absolutely loved it. I mean, as I, it just absolutely sparked joy. The Backstreet Boys and their music make me so happy. I was like, this is accomplishing its goal of making people feel happier and like less alone right now. So I was like, this is mm-hmm. great. Thank you. And then my favorite song is always be my baby. Like just hands down. It's just the best. It's just an incredible pop song. It's I think everyone would agree. It's exceptional, even if it's like not your favorite. And Mariah Carey doesn't perform it that often because it's a hard song to sing. And it's just like not been in her like 21st century repertoire. Uh, But she performed it and it was like fucking amazing. Um, I have a lot of questions. So some of the performers, you know, they're all at home. It was clearly iPhone. Some of them had a couple of angles and I was like, how are you doing this? And it like looked like better quality. Mariah was, it was so charming because it was so unlike the kind of diva persona that she has built up over the last few years. But uh, Elton John throws it to her. He hosted this whole affair and he doesn't have a keyboard in the house he's staying in. So he couldn't perform what she mentioned. And Mariah Carey's in her home studio and she's wearing headphones. She's brought a fan in. So she still has like wind going through her long hair. She's wearing a black button down satin shirt that I don't think was pajamas, but kind of looked like it. She dedicated the performance to her kids, Dem babies. She had three backup singers who were like all in their own homes. And then a guy playing the keyboard in his own home. And it was just like the most authentic Mariah where she was still super aware of like how she's coming off, but also like being her true self, which is an incredible singer and an all time great performer. And it was just like really moving. Cause I just, she is like so theatrical all the time. And this was like, just very paired back obviously. And I found it incredibly moving and I really loved it. And the fan was just absolutely over the top. I do feel like this time you can really get a sense with Instagram and the social media, like who is a real natural star, like who still has it even in paired back circumstances and who knows, for example, to get the fan or who can just kind of, who who has like that watchability and Mariah is like the queen of that forever. I, you know, she's been doing Instagrams or TikToks with her kids and they're very cute. Obviously she's very funny on Twitter. I'll never forget the weekend that she discovered the Billy on the street show oh my which God. is on Netflix. 
and was, and then <clears throat> fast forward to three months later where she was like, now I will be on Billy on the street. And she was tremendous on Billy on the street. So, you know, she is one of our great pop stars. And I also just, I will watch the, I'll find the always be my baby video because that's, it's really, that's charming. an all time song. It's an all time song. Like all of like the great singers as they have been performing for 30 years, like her vocal cords, like can't do exactly what she used to be able to, but she still sounded amazing. It's a great song. And I, I don't know. I just, I ride or die for Mariah Carey. I really, really do. And I also like, those are my two favorite songs. I, I want it that way and always be my baby. And they have been basically since I'm like 12 years old. So it just was like such like a great, it was, it was a great personal moment alone in my apartment. So I really That's enjoyed great, it. But you weren't alone. You had Mariah with you and the back. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Next more quarantine content. Um, Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas just taken Pacific Palisades <laughs> by storm. So I went on a drive this weekend, Juliet, and mm-hmm. the you know beaches are closed, parks are closed in Los Angeles, and I'm taking that seriously. So I didn't get out of the car, but I wanted to see the ocean. And anyway, so we took a drive that took us by the Ben Affleck Ana de Armas Palisades Starbucks, the very famous Starbucks. And I was like glued to the window being like, it's the Starbucks. It's the Starbucks. I did not see them, but that honestly seems, yeah, it seems like a bummer because they have been out there like every day. God bless them. They are just taking walks. It does seem like the paparazzi have just, um, staked out uh, Brentwood and the Palisades and yeah. are taking pictures at a distance, which, you know, on the one hand, I don't even know what to say. I think paparazzi can do their job at a distance. Otherwise it just seems like a more invasive thing of a, it, it's, it's the catch 22. We consume all of this stuff and we know that it's bad for us and bad for the people. Um, and you know, everyone should, should be safe and respectful. On the other hand, Ben Affleck and Adam Armas know that the paparazzi are there and are just posing and they're taking their walks every day. And I'm kind of grateful for it while also being like, I can't believe this is happening. (laughs) I know it's, it is like, okay, you guys are quarantining together. You're not really breaking any rules. So it's cool. Um, but yeah, there's, seem to have no problem. If they wanted less attention, they probably would be able to get less or, you know, figure that out. But if they're cool with it and I'm going to assume they are, cause they're not trying to do anything to get away from this, then I think it's probably, you know, let's just all go with it. I also just really want to share. I'm looking at a, it's a Twitter account called Armas updates at Armas updates. And it's on it. Armas updates. And i just want to read the caption that accompanies the pictures from March 28th. Anita Armas and Ben Affleck, hopefully telling each other to go back inside. <laughs> And all of the updates are like this and they're posting the paparazzi photos and just being like, what are you doing? And I enjoy it. I it's a, it really puts its finger on the weirdness of this moment in a way that entertains me. Um, I hope everyone is staying safe. Stay safe. They're lucky they got their vacation in, you know, so many people do not like your friend who couldn't go to Miami. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they seem like they're enjoying each other. So that's great. It's tremendous content. I just, it really is. Follow I'm, this account. I'm speechless. Also follow Andrew Gudadaro, who's posting one paparazzi shot per day on his Twitter account. And it's pretty funny. Good job, Andrew. Yeah. We love your content. Um, okay. Last story of the day. Painting heist, a real life goldfinch. 
I woke up yesterday morning and I, you know, I was doing like the check your phone, haven't even gotten out of bed situation. And I stumbled upon the news that a Van Gogh was stolen from a Dutch museum. And I just yelled through our house. There's a real life Thomas Crown affair. And I was so excited. It's wild. I can't believe it. it like both is really exciting, but it also, uh, also bums me out. She's like, come on, people. Let's not get to looting right now. <laughs> I think that's true. I think probably it's not the right time to or not the right way to be behaving in this time of global crisis uh, and taking advantage of lax security systems or social distancing is not great. On the other hand, is an art heist as close as you can get to a victimless crime? You know, it's not a victimless crime. I will say in the New York Times piece that one of the museum executives points out is that you're stealing from everyone when you steal art from a museum because it's there for everyone and now it's there for no one and that's really true that's why we can like the thomas crown affair because he returns it uh he's just doing it for the sake of stealing but on the other hand it's on the scale of issues right now it's not a major 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 crisis so i just i really like that that there are still there's still fodder for future heist movies happening. I know. You know what I'm saying? This is like fun because we know there'll be a movie about it in the future. And we look forward to watching it. You know, it's good to look forward to things right now. And one will be the movie about this heist. Yeah. I have to say of all of the paintings that could be stolen, it's a, it's, it's apparently an early Van Gogh. It's 1884 and it's the Parsonage garden at Noonan in spring. And it's not what you would associate with a, Van Gogh. It's kind of muted, darker colors. I, yeah. I don't know. I can't say that it's what I would have chosen for my heist, but <laughs> apparently it is a, a significant work. So I guess good job to that person for knowing it. It's a little bit like in Thomas Crown Affair when he's like, I would just steal the haystacks. You yeah. know, it's like the it's it's being an insider. Anyway, I hope that no one was harmed, that everyone is safe, that the art is returned to the public so that we can all appreciate it. And in the meantime, I'm looking forward to the movie. Same here. Same here. Um, I'm also looking forward to celebrities continuing to put out content. I do appreciate it. Drake, thank you for being a leader in the space. As always. Yeah. Um, We'll be back next week to talk more celebs. And in the meantime, you know, send us stuff that you're enjoying. Maybe we can hit on it. 